Welcome to the official podcast of the Canberra Raiders. Join us as we go behind the limelight. G'day, g'day. It's Raider Nick, and you're listening to the official Canberra Raiders podcast, Behind the Limelight. And I'm joined by the official Raiders media manager, Mr. Benny Pollock. Uh, how are you, mate? Uh, it took me a whole bowl of ice cream to try to process that loss on Sunday. I was gutted. Yep. I, I went home via the Lockmark kebab shop um, to get myself a, a sympathy kebab after that one. It was tough to swallow, that loss. Look, we'll try and remove some of that baggage from that loss against the Sharkies, and we'll move onwards and upwards for our Round 11 clash against the Dragons in Mudgee. Big clash for the boys. They're toughest for the season. We'll also have a couple of the younger brigade in of the Raiders team to join us. We'll introduce you to Brad Abbey and Liam Knight. Also, a very special Forever Green. I mean, they say it everywhere. Turn it up. But this week we have former Test fullback for the Raiders. They call him Badge. Come join us because we're going behind the line. That is the most frustrating thing. Most parts of those games, we've been the dominant team and been playing and played very, very well. You know, you dissect it stringently when you're sitting here the way we are right now. You're looking at poor intersets, poor choices, etc. That is the really frustrating part because there's games there we should have won, but we didn't. I don't want to take the respectfully take the credit away from the opposition. They got us, but from our point of view, and I know it's not just me sitting here as a coach, it's the boys as well. They understand that too. It's, it's, it's definitely not without effort, mate. Okay, there he is. Uh, disappointed coach there, Ricky Stewart, after that loss against the Sharkies. Uh, ended up 24-16 after 16-8 at half time. I thought it was our day. Yeah, just um, it was one of those ones that got away, uh, unfortunately for us, and it could have uh, seen us finish the weekend in the top eight yeah, for the first time this so year. And it does hurt when you look back at that and you see that competition table and, and realise that we were so close to, to finding our way inside the eight. Um, you know, I... I, I, I I think that it just comes down to execution on the day. I think that mm. we got ourselves into a number of good positions on the field, but uh, once again, some poor execution probably let us down. Um, I also thought that uh, once again, um, penalties that, that crept into the game. Um, yeah. Obviously, for the Raiders, it was always um, giving an opportunity to get there out of their own end. And once the Sharks got a sniff, an opportunity to to score some points, they did. Uh, and then we couldn't do the same at the other end of the field. So, yeah, I don't uh, believe the whole, if a player, the team's depleted, you're going to get your, your, your no, sure you, starts. They, no, definitely plenty not. of match winners left in that team, well, as we saw. The other thing is, too, they come into the the, the team, these young players, and they're, they're playing for an opportunity and sometimes no for a weight, future. No baggage. They yeah. come in, they've got nothing to lose. Um, everyone's riding the team off and they come in and perform well. Um, good from a, from a point of view of um, personally knowing the guy, Jack Williams made his debut yeah. for the Sharks, um, former Canberra Raiders junior from just up the road at Cooma. So really happy for Jack to put in a solid performance, but didn't like it when he scored the try yeah. to put them back in front. Um, but, um, you know, it was really good to see Jack. He's a good young man, and um, I think he's got a big future in the game. So well done to him. We had a little bit uh, there on the on the Triple M call that they were talking about him. And isn't it funny how the rugby league planets align, how you make your debut? It happens it's, a lot. It happens all the time. Sure against your, your, your club of origin where you went through the system, and he would have had family there in he the did. crowd he did and uh, like I said it's just one of those things he's good mates with Nick Kotrick and um, I think they had a little bit of banter a couple of times during the game when they came together but um, I think for us and it's just about um, getting the basic things right and Ricky said um, on, on the weekend in that press conference that um, we just need to be better at every aspect of yeah. our game at the moment um, it was unfortunate 
that Blake Austin went down early because like when he was running that football early in that he game, he dangerous. looked very dangerous. And um, hopefully um, he can back it up this weekend. I think some positive results around an injury to his foot slash ankle there. And uh, hopefully he can take his place in the team this week. But if he doesn't, uh, Sam Williams uh, made his comeback through Mounties on the weekend and he's going to probably um, be around the team um, this week. And hopefully um, if Blake's no good, Sam can come in. Round 11, let's uh, move on from that loss last week. Our biggest assignment for 2018, St George Illawarra Dragons. Over there at Mudgee... Uh, I've been to this ground before. Um, they hosted the city country there a few years ago and um, when I was a part of the country uh, origin staff. Uh, they, it's a great little facility uh, and, and wonderful um, actual field of play. Uh, it's probably up there with some of the best uh, in the competition. I don't think it, it would stack up against most grounds in terms of the surface. So I'm um, looking forward to getting out there. It's going to be a sunny Sunday afternoon. Hopefully um, we'll see some free-flowing footy and um, look, we've got the Dragons. They're on top of the table for a reason. They've been consistent and strong performers all year and we're going to really have to step our game up if we're going to get away with the win. Especially the camera for loss against South last week, so they'll be hurting from that, the bounce-back I was watching that game in the, in the sheds there before our kickoff hoping that they would rally and beat the uh, beat uh, South Sydney because they'll be definitely um, hurting after last weekend. And of course uh, the, the Raiders and Dragons always like coming together as well. They had that, um, that hoodoo for a long long time but Raiders and Dragons clashes have always been prominent fixtures since since the 90s. I yeah, there's remember. always something in these two um, sides when they come together. Um, I don't know what it is but um, usually it results in a pretty close contest. Uh, I remember down at Cogra there a couple of years ago where the lights went off and uh, yeah. we lost in Golden Point. Thursday night. Uh, Thursday night. Yep, Aiken been, scored that try. Yeah, there's been a few close uh, results uh, of late between these two teams and look, let's be honest, the Dragons are definitely a, a new look team to what yeah. they have been over the past few years. They've got uh, ben Hunt um, now playing halfback and he's probably going to be uh, almost a lock for the, the Queensland oh, Origin team. Uh, Gareth Widdop's playing excellent football, as is their hooker, Cameron McGuinness. So um, throw in the talent of Matt Dufty and they've got a very, very talented spine and they get it. They get good football off the back of strong go forward from their big men. So they do. One of those guys is our former Raider, Paul Vaughan, who'll be pumped for a big one against some of his old mates. He, he's, he's been playing outstanding as well. Not to talk too much about the Dragons, but a few of them will probably get picked and play in New South Wales yeah. by the sounds of it. They're going to be... Um, that's another reason and they've got a bit, that bit of a carrot there for them, uh, those players there involved. They would have been hurting after last week and they'll be wanting to push their, their claims for origin selection. You know, And I think our, our players um, should probably not have that outside of their minds as well. I mean, Nick Kotrick's um, yes. probably um, in the mix for the Blues and I think Joshua Parley's a walk-up for Queensland. Yeah. The way that he's been going since he moved into the middle of the field, he has to be selected. So um, he has plenty to play for uh, individually as well as for the team this weekend. G'day Liam Knight, g'day Brad Abbey, how are you boys? Yeah, yeah good. Mate. Good yourself? Not too bad, not too bad. Look, uh, we'll just roll straight into it mate. Uh, yourself, you had a couple of first grade games this year. What's it like when you get a taste that early and then you kind of go back into to seconds? Uh, is it, was it just a matter of let's work on things or was it a matter of just doing what you can until you get the call again? Yeah, maybe just waiting for my call up again. Uh, you know, a few players come back that you know, a lot of first grade experience, World Cup and that kind of stuff. So I sort of just waiting for my opportunity again and hopefully do enough in the second grade to get the form back up and get back in the team with the boys. What was the experience like when you ran out for that, that first game uh, this year? Obviously, um, everyone talks about how the pace goes up and the lungs are burning. Uh, how did you find it? Yeah, I probably didn't handle it as well as I would have liked to. I sat on the bench for a long time, ate up a lot of nervous energy and then got on the field and sort of didn't handle it like I wanted to and blew out pretty quick and 
mixture of nerves and excitement and that kind of stuff. But uh, what game was that? That was against the Warriors. Yeah. Oh, okay, that was a very fast-paced game, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that was fast. So, it was yeah. a hot Saturday afternoon as well. Yeah, sitting on the bench a long time, jumped on, just wasn't ready. Did you use that experience for, for the next time you came into the side? Did you, do you think you handled it better in the second game? Because I think you got a few more minutes out. Played a lot more, uh, more minutes there. Um, I wasn't as nervous, more excited to get on the field and really have a bit better crack at it, so it was a bit better. What's it like when you're sitting there, just your stomach's churning with a lot of energy? Do you get out there, are you drained when you run out there? Like, how do you deal with that? First game I was, second game I was just, yeah, like I said, really excited, like pumped to get on the field, I was a lot better. But yeah, I was sitting on the bench just waiting to get on the field, so excited, waited so long. Yeah, I was a lot calmer second game, hopefully build on that and next opportunity I get, I'll be a lot better from it. Yeah. Brad, you've been in some really good form for Mounties so, so far since joining uh, the club at the beginning of the season. Have you have you found, first of all, the, the transition down here to Canberra and, and, and your football? No, yeah, the Mounties boys have been playing well this year. We're on top, which is good. Um, hopefully we can hold our form and keep getting wins under our belt. Um, now the transition has been good moving down to Canberra. Um, I'm loving it. My family's loving it, and um, yeah, the boys have made me feel very welcome. And yeah, it's plenty of Maoris and Samoans to hang out with down here. Yeah, definitely good to be around the culture, mate. Um, for yourself, um, obviously you came here with a view to play some more first grade. You, you got an opportunity at the Bulldogs to play a couple of games. You've been in the the 21 man squad, uh, 18th man, a couple of times. Is um, is it is it tough when you when you get that close, but you're not quite there just yet? Oh yeah, and then again, it's it's just good to be in the picture and know that I'm pushing to get into that spot. So hopefully, I can keep playing consistent footy and get up there. So yeah. How have you found the nation's capital, mate? Uh, some little hot spots around? No, it's good. Uh, a lot of people think it's um, quiet and boring, but I, I quite like it. It's good for my family, and um, yeah, I love it. Liam, you came to us uh, via the Roosters, uh, but before that you were at Manly, and you had a really successful uh, junior career. You guys made the, the grand final of the NYC competition there. I think you were uh, alongside guys like Tommy Trebojevic and stuff playing in that, um, in that grade. How did you enjoy that experience, and what, can, what have you taken out of that sort of little period of your career? That feels like so long ago now. That was awesome. Yeah, it was a, every week, the sort of most fun I've had playing footy. Uh, boys getting around as a good like winning culture everyone was good mates and it was awesome you would talked up pretty highly at the time obviously the young forwards uh, take a little bit longer to mature when it comes to footy do you, do you look back and, and think there's anything you'd like to change um, after that sort of little period there um, I had a bad off-field incident that which really set me back a long long way um, more confidence-wise as well. Yep. Obviously, I'd change that. It'd be the main, main thing I'd change. Yep. Do, you, do you take a lot out of that experience, though? Does that make you a better a player and person yeah. to, to go through that and, and come out the other side I of it? I've learned a lot of lessons about myself and you know what's right, what's wrong, and where to do, where to go, what not to do. That was a massive learning curve for me. As long as you're learning, mate. Yeah. Good to ask you, mate. You're in Alice, you were born in Alice Springs? Yeah. How did you f- discover rugby league from Alice Springs? Oh, man, I was lived in Alice Springs. I moved when I was two. I lived everywhere. I lived in Sydney for a bit, moved back to Alice Springs briefly. Uh, yeah, I moved around a lot. Brisbane, Adelaide. How much do you have at Alice Springs? There's a little of them, about four teams there. I think that's why I started playing rugby league at about oh, 10. And then I moved to uh, Brisbane from there and just sort of grew from there. So you, you're a Queenslander or a, or a nah, New South Welshman? Because you played under... 20s and 18s and 18s for New South Wales, didn't you? Yep. Yeah, that's right. So you qualify that way. New South Wales, yeah. Yep. Brad, 
Um, what about your junior footy pathway? Tell us about where you started footy. Oh, I, I grew up playing footy in New Zealand for Richmond Rovers, and then I moved to Pakaranga Jaguars, where I played with Atayangano. So, yeah. yeah, and then came through the twenties grade, um, won the grand final in 2014, which was pretty exciting yeah, for my first year. Yeah, played Toy Lolo here, yeah. Ken Malmalo, Sam Lasuni, all those yeah. boys. We've been killing it this, this year. Yeah, I was 17. Yeah, I was still in school. So, yeah, it was pretty exciting and overwhelming at the same time. But, yeah, it was good. Cool, mate. Just quickly, mate, uh, Canberra, have you found it? Uh, I mean, you've been around everywhere. You could probably make a call now. Uh, what's one of the better places you live? Canberra must be up there, mate. Yeah, Canberra's <laughs> in the, up the top there. So it was a hard transition at first, coming from northern beaches, you know, a bit busy and a bit loud and, like, very, you know, What like is it, though, that hits you when you first get here, you know? Like, well, I came down when it was very, very cold, you know. <laughs> that first weekend rocked me a little bit. I had to get a few more layers on and... <laughs> be a bit more smart with that but no nah, I really like the change and but when you're winning games the cold doesn't matter does it yeah exactly <laughs> what's, the, what's the feedback been like for you guys from the, from the coaching staff so far obviously Liam it's probably been a little bit more um, for you because you've played that couple of first grade games but what's the, what's the feedback been like from, the, from Ricky's and the, and the rest of the coaching staff there yeah, it's all positive, really. It's been a bit hard for me personally. Like, you know, I'm obviously in the mix, 18th man, missing a game, but in and out a couple of weeks. I haven't played like as many games as I would have liked this year, but like I said, I like, love where I am at the moment, in and out of the team. Wouldn't change much, and it's been positive from Ricky. Have you, have you received much, Brad, about what you need to do to, to be ready if you get the call up? Yeah, he's seen um, pretty positive things, but he just wants me to keep working on that, getting that little mongrel in my game and just um, putting a little bit more size on, and then hopefully I get a chance. Yeah. Does, uh, Woody, does that mean Woody's pumping you in the gym to, <laughs> yeah. to make, ride your heart, is he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's riding. <laughs> Boys, I've got to ask that. It's a common, a common question by a lot of the fans. When you link with the Maori's team, Obviously, you're not training during the week with the, with the squad. You're training with the, with the squad down here, and you go up on the weekend, and you all go into camp, and you run out. How is that like in regards to gelling? How is that in regards to running out like that, knowing that you were down here during the week, and you rock up there on the weekends? Oh, we're pretty fortunate as a Mounties team, because most of us are from Canberra. So, we, so how many would be in the... Well, there's, there's quite a 30, I think, that you probably have anywhere up near... As many as 13 or 14 yeah, yeah, a week, much. wouldn't we you? Pretty much have depending on average. Down here, yeah. 10 or 11 on average. So out of the 17 that run out on the weekend, probably like eight of them will be from Canberra. Well, probably more than that. Oh, more than that. Yeah. Probably yeah. four from Sydney, okay. four or five yeah. from Sydney. So it's just a bunch is going yeah. down there. Pile on the minibus. <laughs> down they go on a <laughs> Friday afternoon. Yeah. Shake a few hands and go and play some footy. <laughs> big opportunity. Take with both hands. Brad, you came from the Bulldogs. Um, what have been the big changes, I suppose, from you moving from that system into this one? What have you, what have you found to be the, the positives for you? Um, there's not too much of a difference. Um, I like the the schedule and the days, how they work out down here. Um, the school like, time hours? Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't have to get up too early, like, you know, waking up at 6 o'clock to come in. We, we get a good sleep in and... Um, training the other in the sun so we get used to it which is good and yeah I, I just i'm just loving it down here yeah what was your uh thoughts of the raiders before he's came to the club question for both of you you know you grew up in new zealand you played for canterbury when you heard about canberra raiders or what did you think about what did that trigger through you if you did actually think about them i'm sure you did <laughs> oh mine was pretty last minute i didn't know i was coming here until like a week before pre-season but now I was, I was excited i was pumped um canberra's a good club and um I just wanted to get down here and get stuck in, and it's been good. I've loved it. I mean, it's not quite like the uh, 
the NFL or the NBA where you get tapped on the shoulder and say, you're being traded this week, pack your bags. But, you know, to find out a week before the preseason started, like, your head must have been spinning a little bit. Yeah, it was. And um, I just thought about it and it was a good opportunity for me to come learn off a great player like Jack Wyden and Blake Austin and Cesar, all those people who play my position. And, um, yeah, it's been good. I've learned a lot. And, yeah, I just can't wait to learn more. And yourself, Liam? Yeah, I was halfway through last year at the Roosters. I never thought about coming to the Raiders, to be honest, and then it wasn't all working out there, a lot of reasons. And then I got a call from John Bonaceres and talked to my manager. And then within about four days, I was moving down. So it was, like I said, it was pretty unexpected as well. Moved down. Hard transition at first with the cold and all that kind of stuff. Meeting all the boys, getting acquainted, that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, I love it. You love your ping pong too, and you've, and you've got a blow up in you when you lose. Where do you rate yourself on the Raiders ping pong level between the bottom and up near the Josh Papalis and the Sammy Williams, the Gurus? I heard you, you, you you're up there, eh? I'm, I'm, I'm up there, but I said, yeah. have a little blow up in me. Why do you want the last ping pong call? He's the, he's the, he's the, the, he's the holder the of the Steve Whiting Cup at the moment, moment isn't he? Named after the doctor here who has his own paddle and won't play without it. Oh, really? Like, like paddle, when you rock up and balls. play their own billiard pool, you can rock up your Yeah, own yeah, he rocks up yeah. with his little case with his case. paddle. He has no balls and everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a table here. There's a table here. Boys are probably playing right now. So. <laughs> all right, boys. Thanks for coming in and having a chat to us. I appreciate your time. Uh, all the best of luck for the weekend and the rest of the year. No worries. Thanks, thanks, thanks for having us. Good On the Behind the Limelight podcast, we present Forever Green. We talk to players from the past that wore the lime green jersey with pride, passion and plenty of courage. Steve Jackson reached out and scored! I didn't think there was any way he was going to make that, but he did! Grant going for the line, Grant scores! Oh, Ricky Stewart! That's rugby league magic! Sipowski will get away from Peter and score the try! The Raiders, what about their courage? Oh, Mullins! What a day! Daly and Mullins! Gary Belcher, Badge, how are you? Going pretty good. 86, young footballer there playing the Brisbane competition with Mao, the likes of the late Peter Jackson and that, that core of players under Wayne Bennett. Was it always an aspiration to go to Sydney and try and make it in the big leagues there? Uh, I had I had a few. I had an offer from um, South Sydney. Bobby McCarthy was our coach previous to Wayne Bennett at South, mm. so I had a lot to do with Macca. And South Sydney had made me an offer for the, the 84 and 85 at the end of the season. North Sydney chimed in, Dean, and uh, and then but Mal had just signed about a month before with the Raiders. Yeah, and uh, we had a really good combination. Well, I thought we had something special going, and and he made a good case for the Raiders. They weren't the money wasn't quite the same as good, but um, that didn't really you know that wasn't the main reason I was going anyway. And it was a great move to. But the culture there was just kind of like close enough is good enough. You Mal, Coiny, as you mentioned, Boxhead come down that big wave of Queenslanders. You, you kind of went from a, a team that was close enough, is good enough, to a team that were the winning games. Of course, 86 became Player of the Year for the Raiders. He had a really good finish to the season. And, of course, 87, wow. Uh, come, we come from a very good system up in Brisbane. And, mm. and the Raiders, yeah, there was that, that feeling. We got in our bus trips home from Sydney and 
the players wouldn't be too upset with a loss. And, you know, well, we had a close loss last time. The Roosters beat us by 20. This time they only beat us by 10. So mm. we're going all right. And it it didn't sit well with with most of us. And, um, you know, Wayne, when Wayne came and, and had that season as co-coach with Donnie Ferner, it, um, it all changed. It was, yeah, it was excellent. 89 grand final badger is come out out of the traps probably the better side in that first half we won't mention that the bounce of the ball went the other way a couple of times of course zero scoring that try 12-2 up at half time a lot of the younger guys like Box Bradley and Lazo saying they were they were honestly a little bit negative and a little bit down on themselves but Cheensy and Mao really spruiked everyone up and said hang on we're still in this game the pressure was still all on them to hold that lead whereas we felt we had we, we felt the whole year and the whole couple of seasons there that we were fitter than everyone and we always came over the top. We just about always in the last 10 minutes of the first half, the last 20 of the second half, we just about always finished stronger and fitter than the other sides that we were playing no matter who it was. There were some great sides in that comp then. The, the, the Bunnies, I think, were the minor premiers. Yeah. Sharkies were great. Canterbury had won it the year before. Penrith were making their mark as well. Yeah, thanks again to Phil Gould for bagging our forward pack as we went yeah. into the finals and, and beat the Bulldogs, and he said we can't win with that pack. That that fired them up. But yeah, I, I think we, there was a there was a we were a bit shell shocked as well too. But we're also you know we realised if we just uh, did what we always did and hung in and played as tough as we could that we could we could sneak away with it, and that's how it transpired. Apparently, Mao still gives it to you for not taking that catch on the full. Well, well, you know, he did give it to me at the time, and then, uh, I don't know, it was after the game, it was that night, it was the next day, it was somewhere, and we've seen the replay a thousand times of that whole game. We were somewhere watching the game back, and, of course, he was in a much better mood because we'd won, and they, uh, they, yeah, they put the kick through. Was it Andy Courier or someone who kicked it, mm. and it bounced, and he looked at me and said, oh, maybe you couldn't get to it, but... Yeah. I, I, look, I seriously, I do regret that. I thought boys built I didn't make a bigger play for it, but it, it just bounced straight back into the hands of well, someone. They gave it a big zero when he, he scored that try. So glad we won. Well, you um, made up for it, though. Uh, uh, real good. You made up for a good try in the second half, and uh, we won't forget Graeme Hughes' commentary saying, uh, great try for Gary Belcher, probably the best player on the field. So well-deserved. Yeah, when, uh, when you go through it, you know, like you've just done now. It's amazing. Every guy I've spoken to this year on this podcast so far, whether it was Mao, whether it was Laurie, Bradley, Lazo a few weeks ago, Box here, they can remember the game like it was yesterday. Yeah, it does help, but, you know, I've seen it that many times, um, and that, that really helps because if you ask me things about the 1990 grand final when we beat Penrith and all you tell me some facts about that I'm oh, sure yeah did that really happen yeah um, and other grand finals that I've played in but that one has just you know been been played. I won't say ad nauseum because it doesn't make me feel like that but maybe if you're a Balmain Tigers fan you've seen it yeah just ask, ask Blocker and, and Junior about that uh, look uh, you mentioned yeah. 1990 wow what a year that was uh, you've come out of the blocks on fire you, you win the, the Panasonic Cup the pre-season championship the Canberra Raiders became this monster you, Won the premiership in 21s, lost it in reserves, but went two in a row back to back against Panthers, against a very hungry Panthers team. I remember the start of the year playing the pre-season challenge, and we came up against the Tigers. I think it was in Goulburn, mm. and it, for them it was a you chance. You blew them away. Yeah, well we did, and and we were Tim Sheens and Sean McRae, our strength and conditioning coach, and very much an assistant coach. They 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 were scientifically Sean was ahead of the pack. Yeah. We were super strong, super fit. We were doing a lot more position-specific training than anyone else was. 
Um, and our, you know, our skills training was um, was, was way ahead. It's, um, it was a long, tough season for a lot of reasons, and and you know, rep footy and everything else. But uh, I just remember one of the, the tough things for Pan- the Panthers on Grand Final day was mm. the extra time in the reserve grade. So we were, we were getting ready to go on. The end of the on in 20 minutes, and we're 50, 30 minutes warm up, and then we got a knock on the door to say, "No, nah, sorry, it's going go extra extra time. You guys are going to have to wait." And We'd already won a grand final. We were pretty composed, but from what yeah. I heard, the Panthers guys were tearing strips off the wall, and it just it, it just yeah, it did their heads in a bit. Badge, we move on to '91. Another another big year for the club, of course. Uh, towards the end, all that off-field adversity, how uh, happening with the salary cap. I remember being a young fella walking through Civic Square and having to donate and getting a little. No pun intended. A badge saying I rescued a raider. It was just a. It was just a crazy time on the field. These were all busted with injuries. Ricky with his groin, yourself with your knee. Laurie's crack sternum for Lazo. So much was happening, in it and it just you could have just folded and just gone into the wilderness and just missed that five totally. But you launch into the finals. The spirit of the raiders is all bound together with all those distractions. And you made the you made the final once again. Your teammates that time saying, even though we've lost in hindsight, there's still a good taste in the air from '91 because of what we achieved as a group. Oh, I didn't feel that way. I, I'm still filthy about it, and I didn't play good in the final, and that's um, that rankles with me. I, I, I just feel like I, I let the team down, and that'll never go. And I've talked to blokes since, and they go, oh, "That's all right, you know, we we won two, and we weren't that bad." But I, you know, I made a couple of blues in the final, a couple of missed tackles that. Uh, I'm, I'm still filthy about. I think it was a it was a great opportunity. I would nothing at all against the Panthers because what a mighty team they were, and they got everything they deserved. But uh, I do, I'm just filthy that we didn't go make it three in a row. So that yeah. that one hurts. It's amazing. Even when you when you when you win a few, I'd, I've been in a bunch of losing grand finals against Manly in '87, and that one in '91, and a couple in Brisbane before before I finally had success up there. And, and it's the losses that that hurt. Maybe that's the that's the makeup of the beast, and that maybe that's what you know makes sports people what they are. But I, I can never kind of, um, I can never kind of just go, oh, well, that's okay. We won the next one, or we won a couple before, because it's, you're out there to perform your best, and when you don't, it hurts. Yeah, it was a, it was a, just a tough time for the club. Of course, on the back of that salary cap, a huge spillage of players. We lost Lazo, blokes like Mark Bell, Paul Martin, Toddy, all moved on, and the team. Went for a massive rebuild, and '92 was just such a tough year for you guys. He was injured a lot. You, Laurie, Ricky, uh, they struggled to put a team on the field throughout the year. And then in '93, I mean, you got back on the field and played some good footy. He's got to the finals. Of course, uh, he's missed Ricky towards the end there. But yourself, I uh, decided to call it uh, to move on from the club. Yeah, oh look, I missed, I missed the entire '92. Actually, I played one game, and I had a, a medial ligament injury, and I played one game, and then at training after that one, I the next week I. Did my cruciate, so I had to have a knee reconstruction. Mm. So I missed basically all of '92, and I came back '93, and um, I just wanted to prove that I could still do it. And, and I knew Desi Hasler gave me some good advice. He said, "You won't be the same your first year back. It'll take you that full year to get full strength and speed and agility and everything else, proprioception." And he was right, and I was feeling pretty good, but oh, I just had lost that that edge, that yard of speed, and you know, mm. I put it in and away on players that I beat previously so great nine times out of ten and they get me and so look I knew the writing was on the wall um, and I was headed headed towards retirement and that was a bit a, a lot earlier I was 31 was a lot earlier than I had planned to, to go but Badger you did retire in 93 and when you heard that Green Machine song you, you thought of Mal you thought of Dean Lance you thought of Glenn Lazarus and you also thought of Gary Belcher 
You know, the fullback with the mustache there. You were part of that Raiders identity. When you moved on, it, it was a sad time. And I remember you, you went and uh, worked for the Broncos. And every time we seen you running around for the Broncos, uh, running out the water, I thought, wow, that should be still in green, you know? Yeah, I'm with you. I agree. It's hard to swallow. Didn't enjoy my time at the Broncos much, to be honest. Um, it's a different beast than what the Raiders are, and it's hard to put your finger on, but I didn't like them when I played against them because that was my hometown. I always wanted to prove that, that I, you know, I was, I was good enough or, or better than the, the Brisbane players, and um, they half-pied maybe an offer at one stage. When, when, when Jacko went back at the end of 88, it, it wasn't quite truthful with me how it transpired that they didn't want me to go there. Um, so, yeah, because of where I was and my relationship with Wayne Bennett, it all fell into place that I work with the Broncos, but wasn't the, uh, in fact, it was probably the unhappiest time in my whole career in, in rugby league. So if I was, uh, if I was closer, to, closer to Canberra, I'd, I'd love to be more, more involved. Yeah, so still, you're still Canberra at heart. I remember when you, when you made your way into the media and you were kind of more partial and mutual now. You weren't affiliated with a club. You could see the love of the Raiders still coming through your voice again, and, and that made people feel good, you know? I don't, look, I don't have a problem still in my commentary to say, go the Raiders, I love the Raiders, that's my club. And, in fact, I, I find it bewildering that some players hide from that and pretend that, that they don't really have a great affection and affiliation for, their, for the club they played for because that's, that's what makes us tick and that's what makes me. But I'm, I'm very careful not to be biased. I have a great affection and affiliation with the Green Machine. They did wonderful things for me. It's a, it's a fantastic mob of people down there. And Perfect segue, Badge, the Forever Green set of six. Uh, first question, what do you do now for work, Badge? Well, I'm 99% of what I do is with uh, Croc Media. So uh, working in radio, still in the media. Mm. Still haven't got myself a real job since I retired. Yeah. Um, yeah, on radio with Scotty Sattler mostly during the week and then... Um, and we uh, we call games with NRL Nation uh, across the weekend. So, Croc Media is like a, pr- a production company doing about. We do four games every weekend, and I, I'm in commentary for a couple of those. Yeah, we see you there. You're our next door neighbours there. The next door neighbour box yeah. at Raiders or Mix. <laughs> we can hear you guys through the door there. <laughs> That's good. We're a bit loud. Sorry, mate. I, I get a bit excited. No, it's good, mate. It's good. Uh, second question out of the set of six. What did it mean for you, Badge, to wear the lime green jersey, mate? Well, at first I put it on, I went, gee, I hate the colour of this thing, it's yuck. I was from a, a black and white Magpies up in Brisbane, and that was my, you know, I'd been a Magpie since I was about five or six, and that's all I ever knew. But it grew on me, uh, and uh, I love what, you know, the club stood for, and it was a, there were real battlers when, when, when we arrived in 86, and it was a bit of a mishmash of players that uh, had a bright future or, you know, had, had burnt their bridges in Sydney, but... Um, yeah, it, it just I, I, I grew to, to realise just how much the people of Canberra um, relied on the Raiders to give them that that sense, strong sense of identity, rather than just yeah. being a bunch of politicians that, that everyone snubbed their nose at. So it was important for the people of Canberra, and, and it became really important to me as well that you know I did well in the in the green jersey. Question three, badge. Uh, best memory of the club? Oh, I'd have to say that '89 Grand Final. Clyde stole my trophy. I got the Channel Ten Man of the Match, and then. <laughs> They called his name out, so he did that a couple of times. He stole Roy Simmons' trophy in '91 when when the Panthers won, and <laughs> he was such an amazing player. But yeah, none everything that, that transpired that took us to that grand final was uh, was amazing. Favorite teammate and why? Oh, look, I, it's that, that is so hard. But I spent a hell of a lot of time with Mal. We played four or five seasons together. In we tra- we, we we moved down together in. 
85 or the end of 85, start of 86. We uh, we lived in a block of flats or a block of units right next to each other for a while. We're uh, yeah, we're good close mates, and and the big fella could play a little bit too, so that helped. Funniest moment, Badge? If you, uh, a G-rated funniest moment. Uh, I do remember um, we used to have our, our uh, T-shirt, the, the Dunce of the Week Award, and you had to wear a T-shirt um, at training, a different coloured shirt. I think it was a pink one. And mm. Mitch Crennan uh, was at the club in 87. Uh, he was there to coach, and I think he ended up playing and um, champion bloke. But he used to look after, along with Craig Bellamy, I used to look after all the young blokes. Laurie Daly came along, and Mitch bought, took some of the blokes over for his place for dinner. Mm. And he said to Laurie, can you come and help me make these, make some bread rolls we can have with our spaghetti? Laurie said, oh, yeah, and I've never done it. He said, yeah, come and give us a hand, I'll show you. He said, Laurie, you just grab all that bread there and put some water and milk with it and mash it all up and make it into bread rolls. He went, what? He said, that's how you do it. This is a special recipe. So Laurie's done that, and he's he's fashioning all these just lumps of bread and sobby stuff into bread. He said, put them on that tray. And Laurie said, that's not going to work, so... Well, we go out and have a beer with the boys, and meanwhile, Mitch, Mitch switched the trays over with the proper bread rolls he bought down the road. <laughs> when he bought them out, Laurie's eyes lit up like it was uh, it was a it was a master chef. <laughs> so that's, that's the cleanest one I can tell you. That's a good one. What advice, Badge, uh, would you give to the current day Raiders? Maybe just get it together, toughen up a little bit mentally. That'd help because it hurts me to see a team that's got so much going for it that doesn't close out games or they give away a lead if you're in the lead most often you're going to win but mm. if you keep giving away a lead when you've got a you know and you let teams run you down that's got to say something a little bit about your um your headspace gary belcher thank you for joining us on behind the limelight my pleasure great talking to you